Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, July 20th. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone out there. I hope you've got some trips coming up uh, in the near future. Coming up on today's show, as we always do, we'll talk what's trending in the travel industry, including big cruise news and top hotel brands. Before I bring on today's guest, though, a quick heads up to my travel advisor listeners out there. Next week, you're going to want to attend the fourth amazing Thailand virtual marketplace. It kicks off on July 28th. You can register over at virtualtravelevents.com. In addition to learning about Thailand and networking across the platform, a variety of prizes will be given out to expo participants, including a trip to Thailand, gift cards, iPad, and so much more. Have you been to Thailand before? Let me know. Email me at podcast at travelpulse.com. I cannot wait to go. It's on my 2022 travel vision board. Yes, I'm already thinking ahead to next year. What about you? With that, let's bring on today's guest. And now joining me on the show today is Tiffany Dowd, global luxury hotel expert and founder of Lux Social Media. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, Eric. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited always to talk about travel. My name is Tiffany Dowd. I'm the founder of Lux Social Media, a social media marketing company for luxury hotels and brands. I'm also a luxury hotel expert. Many of you may know me online as as Lux Tiffany. My Instagram handle is Lux Tiffany, and you'll find me on Twitter as well. I am a former hotel inspector, and I've worked in the hospitality and hotel marketing industry for over uh, over 15 years. And I love talking all things luxury travel and social media. Tiffany and I are going to discuss social media's role in travel uh, coming up later on the show today. But first, as we do for every show, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with cruise news as a panel of judges of the U.S. 11th Circuit Court of Appeals last night ruled in favor of the CDC's position in the ongoing legal battle with the state of Florida over the agency's right to impose COVID-19 regulations on the cruise ship industry. Norwegian actually filed its own lawsuit against Florida to uh, retake the right to require that eligible passengers be fully vaccinated when it comes uh, when operations resume in August for Norwegian. Uh, this CDC, Florida, and cruise line battle is long from over, though, because just uh, late last night, the Florida governor, DeSantis, vows to fight this uh, ruling and take it to the Supreme Court. So, Tiffany, are, are you into cruising much? This ongoing I, battle here uh, makes it a challenge for cruise lines, but they're doing what they can to get some ships back out there. Eventually, you know, all ships will be back out there again. But right now, the, the challenges continue. I love cruising. I would very honestly say that I wasn't much into cruising early in my travel years, but recently I've had the chance to go on some small luxury cruises to the Baltic and St. Petersburg and to the Greek Isles. In fact, I have another trip to the Greek Isles planned for later this fall Exciting. on one of the new ships and I just love cruising. So right now, um, you know, the fact that they're requiring most passengers to be vaccinated, I think that gives me a level of comfort and feeling of safety and ready to go ahead and book my next cruise. Definitely. Yeah, we, we've seen rise of, of cruise bookings happening. We actually had a, a record booking day for um, cruise lines recently too. Um, World Cruise started out, the, the prices are like 74 grand starting out the prices on that. And the ship sold out in one day, which is uh, less than one day, really, which is is remarkable and just shows you the, the pent up demand and the desire to get out and cruise and that luxury travelers too are getting out there and cruising as well. Right. I think the around the world tour would be pretty exciting. And that was fabulous news to hear that it had sold out so quickly. I know that 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 is available on several of the luxury cruise ships. And it's great to hear that it's popular and that people are really looking forward to cruising for that length of time. Definitely. It was a 132 day voyage uh, for Region 7 Seas Cruise. Uh, amazing. I would love to do 132 days one of these days, but probably 
not for the foreseeable future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to being gone from my family and I have a one-year-old daughter. That would be, that would be a challenge, but uh, anyone out there who can, has the luxury to do 132 days out there would be pretty incredible, but um, great news for the cruise industry there. This, this battle though is going to continue to go on and it's going to be something to follow, but you know, cruise lines are doing what they can to get passengers out there and, and, it's just going to be a different experience if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated. So um, moving over to destination news, Canada has finally, we have finally have a date. Is it going to reopen the border to on August 9th to vaccinated Americans? How exciting is that? I'm so excited. I'm a dual citizen to Canada. I have family in Vancouver and in Quebec. So this is wonderful news. I think that, you know, there's so many great places to visit in Canada. I'm particularly fond, of course, of British Columbia, and I'm so excited. And maybe we'll get a little bit left of the summer to enjoy the beautiful, uh, beautiful country up north. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's huge for Canada and, and huge for Americans, too, because you can just cross that border much easier coming up um, in a few weeks here. And obviously, you know, protocols are going to be in place and things are going to be different. It's not going to be a regular normal experience, but that's how it's been, you know, with how the Caribbean and Mexico opened up. That's how what's going on right now in Europe. So uh, it's, it's going to be different at first, but, you know, it's really exciting that Canada can have that and, and be able to kind of boost up their economy through tourism there. So. Absolutely. And I think it's important for everybody to remember that we do have to get used to these changes and being used to, you know, COVID testing and questions if you're vaccinated or not. Um, Opening up Canada to us keeps it very close. I think that people are still traveling close to home. So having this extension with the Canadian borders opening up is really fantastic news. Definitely. Elsewhere around the world in destination news, the U.S. government is considering a revamp of current European travel restrictions. We're still waiting to find out when the U.S. will reopen to Europeans. Uh, The U.S. did just raise the U.K. travel warning to a level four do not travel last night. Uh, So it might be some time before the U.S. lets uh, Europeans in. Uh, The World Health Organization actually recently came out and spoke out against vaccine travel passports. The emergency committee said that requiring proof of vaccination deepens inequities and promotes unequal freedom of movement. Countries with limited access to COVID-19 vaccines could face exclusion, according to health experts. The World Travel and Tourism Council, though, has a different approach as it issued a warning that the successful restart of international travel post-coronavirus is at risk due to the lack of worldwide reciprocal recognition of the various approved COVID-19 vaccines. So, Tiffany, that's some different takes there from global organizations. Uh, What are your thoughts on the vaccines and travel? Well, without getting into the political side of vaccination, you know, I personally, I'm fully vaccinated. Um, I do believe that being vaccinated helps not only protect myself, but you're protecting others. So the fact that I'm vaccinated, I know that I'm reducing the spread amongst other passengers. So when I travel and know that other passengers are vaccinated, I'm definitely feeling a lot better about that. So I'm in support of vaccination. I'm not here to tell people whether or not they should be vaccinated or not. Um, I just do believe that in this global pandemic, it's not just thinking about yourself. It's also thinking about other other travelers. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm vaccinated as well and have been since the spring. So with travel, though, I think it's kind of a, if you want to get out there and travel and see the world beyond just kind of the U.S. here, you, being vaccinated is you're going to have a much easier path to do that. Uh, some people you you'll by be able to bypass quarantines in most places. Some places still kind of have that in place. Uh, some people are willing to do a quarantine for travel, though. Uh, just hope they don't break any of those rules, which we saw recently in the uh, past few days. One lady in Australia, she was quarantined at a hotel, and um, she broke rules and has been fined. And she broke rules because she had a pack of cigarettes delivered to her hotel uh, window via drone. 
uh, just a crazy story out of there. Wow, that's getting creative. You know, I think that when I think about travel and having gone to Africa, I would have to get vaccinated and show a yellow fever passport. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not something that this isn't the first time we've had to show proof of vaccination to get into countries and whatnot. This is just on a larger global scale. Absolutely, yes. Uh, reminds me of last year when passengers were stuck on uh, the cruise ship. They ordered wine uh, via drone on the Princess Cruise while they're stuck out there. So uh, people get creative uh, for their... Necessity is the mother of invention, as right? they say, right? Right, yeah. People have their vices and they get creative and um, getting their... Uh, getting their fix there. So uh, travel demand, though, is increasing around the world. We're continuing to see more signs of this. Uh, U.S. now faces a passport backlog. So if you don't have a passport or advisors out there, if your clients don't have one, tell them to get that process started now because it's going to take some time. The State Department has warned Americans that they need to submit their application at least six months in advance, which is crazy now because uh, I got my um, daughter a passport uh, we signed up in February and we got it uh, like the first week of April. And they said it was probably going to have to be end of April or early uh, May there. And we were worried because we were kind of thinking about maybe doing a Cancun trip in May. It didn't end up happening, but uh, we got our passport and we were excited to to take her on, you know, around the world eventually. Um, but now it's going to be taking six months in advance, which is which is nuts. And I always tell people to make sure you check the validity date of your passport because some countries require three to six months of um, validation left on your passport before you can even enter a country. So it's not about looking at the final date of when your passport expires. Keep in mind, you need to have a um, certain number of months still left on your passport. So to think about renewing sooner than later. Definitely. That is great advice there. Um, we also had some new data show that hotel occupancy in the U.S. continues to approve. A new study from hotel industry data analysis company STR found that hotel occupancy in the United States improved week over week and the average daily rates were the highest on record. So July 4th holiday week definitely helped some of those numbers, but it's still a good sign for the hotel industry that uh, we're seeing that. Um, speaking of hotels, we had a new study come out from JD Power. They released their 2021 North America Hotel Guest Satisfaction Index Study. Now in its 25th, 25th year, excuse me, the study reported customers having an increased contentment with hotel staff and value for their money. Um, so real quickly to run through the top brands on ranking um, hotel brands for guest satisfaction, uh, the Ritz-Carlton took uh, the top spot for luxury, Hard Rock Hotels in the upper upscale category, uh, AC Hotels in the upscale category, uh, Drury Hotels for the 16th consecutive year in the upper mid-scale, True by Hilton for the second consecutive year in the mid-scale and rounding out in economy was sure stay by Best Western for the second consecutive year. Um, Tiffany, you are a hotel expert. This is your your area of expertise. Uh, what are your thoughts on this list here? Well, this is great news that hotel occupancy is increasing. It shows up that the pent up travel demand for travel is definitely true. Um, this is to keep in mind that some of these surveys definitely favor larger hotel brands. Um, it is a validation of their consistency in service and that people are looking to go to brands to get the very best. I do want to say that there are many independent hotels out there in all of these scale of markets from luxury to economy um, that are offering wonderful service as well that also might not be measured. So love seeing Ritz-Carlton on top of the luxury brand group. Um, that's part of Marriott International. Um, they are certainly opening up more hotels most recently in Turks and Caicos has just opened in for the Ritz-Carlton, I'm looking forward in, to seeing. So it's great news all around that people are starting to travel and are are booking the hotels. And I'm hearing that for the festive season, which is the Christmas, um, anywhere from Christmas to New Year's season, that hotels are almost fully booked. So if you're thinking about planning your holiday travel to think sooner than later before it's too late and things are full. 
Definitely. Yeah. Things are booking up fast, which is great news for the travel industry. We had kind of exceeding expectations of how quickly this uh, has this boost has helped up. So it's still a long way to go and then full recovery for the travel industry there. But I think that's great advice too about the, you know, there are other other smaller brands that may not get the um, name recognition that these larger corporations can have and can push out there. So I think that's important uh, to work with a travel advisor because they can kind of help guide you where, you know, what, what you like most. So you may not, one of these top brands may not fit your style, uh, but a travel advisor is going to be able to help guide you in the direction of uh, what's going to fit your best travel needs for you, your family, your group, whatever, whatever it's going to be. So I'm always recommending using a travel advisor. I absolutely agree. And I use a travel advisor and they know they can tailor your needs. And there's someone in the travel industry who once said you can't VIP yourself. So um, working with a travel advisor, they're working off their existing relationships with the hotels and the people they know there for you to have a really, really great experience. Definitely. I love that. So that pretty much wraps up what is trending in travel in the last week. Any additional thoughts, you can drop me an email at podcast at travelpulse.com. So now I want to dive into the theme of this week's show around social media and travel. Tiffany is a long, successful social media um, star there on Instagram and Twitter, uh, very active. You're out there. Uh, so I'm curious, what do you think social media's role in travel is these days and how much have things changed over the last year? Well, it's been a very interesting year as far as social media marketing for hotel brands over the past year. It had been a very sensitive time. We saw hotel groups absolutely stop marketing in a time of crisis where they completely shut down their social media, almost in um, because they weren't sure what type of tone to take in such a serious pandemic. And then you had other hotels that were continuing to market and inspire people and take more of a Um, a softer approach in marketing and be a little bit more sensitive in how they portrayed their brands. So right now, you know, social media is all about travel inspiration. We're at home and we're, we're selling the dream through social media. Over the past year, we saw many hotels, like I'll use an example of the Hay Adams in Washington, DC. They often featured on their social media, a theme called at home with the Hay, where the chef would reveal recipes you could try at home, desserts, anything from barbecues, things that you could have at home so that you could get a feeling of the hotel, even if you weren't able to visit at the time. Uh, You'd see hotels like Jade Mountain in St. Lucia sharing yoga videos or small wellness videos that kind of gave you a little bit of an escape from this very stressful period that we're in. Now that we're moving forward and travel is opening up, we went through a phase then of sharing, you know, the health and safety measures. How safe was the hotel going to be for visitors to come and getting this message out there, not in a scary way, like you don't want to see somebody in a hazmat suit spraying down a room with all these chemicals, but really just about what are the health and safety protocols. And you'll see companies like Forbes Travel Guide putting out their share care stamp of approval for health and safety measures. And it's a um, it's a verification system that the hotels will go through so that you can see that hotel brands are consistent consistently being safe when it comes to COVID safety measures. Now I feel like we're moving back into even more travel inspiration and, you know, showcasing a little bit more insider content from different hotels on social media. um, Reels are very popular right now. So a lot of hotels are doing a few more videos and whatnot, but in the end, it's all about being consistent and authentic and, and selling the dream to people looking to travel. Yeah. And in focusing on what do people want to know right now in, in the last year, that's uh, health and safety has been a top priority of many. And whether they're thinking about traveling or just um, now or, or thinking about the future, they want to know that a place is secure, a place is safe. What are they doing to keep the customer safe? Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a good focal point that a lot of brands have focused on. Um, do you think 
uh, travel, where do you think travel brands succeed the most at in social media? I think travel brands that are consistent and show their authenticity and are engaging um, are the most successful. It's one thing to just put out content, but really, are you providing good information? Are you keeping it interesting? Are you answering all the questions? There's a lot to the back end of social media, especially for a hotel brand, for instance. Um, a, a guest might be messaging a hotel about something and they'll go to social media before they go to an email address. Mm -hmm. They'll message through Instagram. We often see with our hotel clients, people requesting dinner reservations or they have a question about health and safety or anything else. And you have to really be prepared to um, be present and sort of answer that phone on social media and and answer all of the direct messages that come through. But I think it's really, as, as it's always been, about being consistent and being authentic. For sure, yeah, the customer service aspect of that. We, we see that uh, with airlines too, as well as uh, cruises and, and hotels, especially. Yeah, people just jumping on there and they have- It's incredible. A, yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had um, a two and a half hour wait time with JetBlue and I went to social media on a direct, a direct message with JetBlue and I got my issue resolved right away. So I think the airlines are doing a fabulous job. Was that um, pre-pandemic or was that within recent times? I would say it was in the last couple of months. Oh, nice. Um, so it's just been fantastic to know because their call wait times right now are excessive. I think I read one airline oh, yeah. was something, somebody had laughed that it was like over 10 hours they were told the wait time was and that they could go to social media or online to get a better response. And that that's fantastic that they're shifting more to social media for customer service. Yeah, it's where it's where the people are. You kind of have to adapt and adjust to where you're getting all these messages and, and direct your attention there. So I think successful brands too can can focus on customer service as well. And I think advisors can as well. So do you have any advice for uh, travelers looking to grow their social media presence? Well, I always say it's quality over quantity and being consistent, being authentic, being yourself. Don't try to be too polished. Provide good content, especially for travel advisors. I think travel advisors actually... Um, you know, are some of the most influential people on social media right now because they have their followers of clients um, who are following them for um, where they're traveling and for inspiration and, and not just about going for a free stay and showcasing their vacation. There's actually a means to an end. Um, so I think that just focusing on quality content over quantity and being consistent in your posting, don't go several weeks without posting and just suddenly come back and think you still have an audience. For sure. Yeah. You got to stay consistent on that. That's one issue I have with uh, my own social media. <laughs> so, uh, but I think a lot of people, you know, it's, it's hard to balance the social media with everything that's going on, especially for travel advisors too, right now with, with uh, so much, you know, business is picking back up and on the phones a lot and everything. But I think, you know, social media is something they definitely, definitely shouldn't lose sight of. And also too, don't overpost. I mean, there are times that people are just posting all day long and you're going, okay, this is getting a bit much and you're at risk of having people mute you. You really want to just provide good quality content in the right amount that people can digest and enjoy. All great advice there. Do you, how do you view uh, the different social media um, platforms out there in terms of uh, for, for travel, you know, like a Facebook versus an Instagram or uh, versus Twitter and all that, or and TikTok too has become on the rise as well? Yeah, I was just actually just um, saying to my husband, it's funny, nobody seems to be talking about Snapchat anymore. And that was all the rage <laughs> yeah. at one point, not necessarily for hotel travel marketing. Um, but I do think that, you know, having a presence, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, you and I are both big fans of Twitter. I love Twitter for curated content for travel. So there are people who favor that, but then there are people who don't understand Twitter at all. There's some people who just love the images and videos on Instagram, and that's fabulous. And when Instagram started Reels, 
that was their attempt to become the TikTok. Yeah. Um, so they were trying to shift all the TikTokers over to Instagram, which is great. And that worked out really well for hotels and marketing because then they could focus on the audience that they already had rather than trying to grow themselves on a new platform such as TikTok. Now, before I say anything negative about TikTok, I don't use it as much, but then I do know travel advisors who are telling me they are booking a ton of business from posting content on TikTok. And I, that's fabulous to hear. So you just have to do pick a few channels and do them well. Don't try to be all things to all people. At the end of the day, you need to enjoy it. And that will become apparent in your video content and your photo content. If you're not enjoying it, then what's the point? So have fun. It's your personality. Let it shine and, and just enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. So thank you so much, Tiffany, for, for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Any final closing thoughts or, or words you want to mention about uh, social media and travel and well, thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed it. You can follow me at, at Lux Tiffany, L-U-X-E-T-I-F-F-A-N-Y. And if you have any questions, feel free to direct message me. And um, I, I'm looking forward to traveling again. And I hope you are too. Thanks again to Tiffany for jumping on the show today and talking travel and social media. All great insights there. Make sure you give her a follow. You can follow me at Eric Bowman underscore at the end there. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well. If you are, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me there on social media. Reach out to me on the podcast email. I've said it before on the show. You know what it is. If you'd like to be on the show sometime, drop me an email. You know the podcast email there. Hit me up on social media. Tell me what you can bring to the table, what your expertise is, stuff, and uh, we'll, we'll talk and go from there. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs>